Do you know who I am? No, I, I can't say that I do. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me. I'm very happy for you. Guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin with the Fit Pharmacist Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. What is the Fit Pharmacist? Is it a person? Is it a place? No. It is a movement in the profession of pharmacy for people that are pharmacists, pharmacy students, and in healthcare overall who are looking to be more and give more to their patients. The belief is this, if we are able to function at our 100% mentally, physically, and in the relationships with patients we serve, we will be able to give more. If we're able to function at our prime, the patients that we serve will benefit from the investment we make in ourselves. And with that, I am so honored and excited today to have the master of that, Dr. Aaron Albert, on the show, uh, who is also a colleague and fellow Pharmacy Podcast host, uh, who is just astounding, guys. She is crushing the pharmacy entrepreneur game and just dominating people looking to become more, give more, and create a name for themselves through all the work that she does. She is an award-winning entrepreneur, writer, health outcomes pharmacist, attorney, coach, podcaster, and speaker. She is the founder of two companies, Farm LLC and Yusby LLC, and a health outcomes pharmacist for an accounting firm. She has penned over a dozen books on a range of topics, including entrepreneurship, career development, and pharmacy practice. In addition, she also podcasts for the Pharmacy Podcast Network under the channel entitled Farming Your Career, which has over 66,000 subscribers about healthcare career development. She was named an Indianapolis Business Journal 2017 Woman of Influence. Her most recent book, guys, which you have to get a copy of, is Single Women Entrepreneurs Five Years Later, and she just returned from SXXW where she was a speaker and mentor. Dr. Albert, thank you so much for being on the show. It's great to be here, Adam. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, it's just phenomenal. I have so many questions for you, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. Um, but really, what I want to start at is just, just you as a person. You're just phenomenal. You're like this machine that won't stop just trying to help you know, women in pharmacy and healthcare overall really have the impact that really the potential, really just living out their potential to make the impact, not only in their own career, uh, but in their lives. And this isn't something that, you know, you just started. This is something you've been adamantly passionate about putting in the time for years and years. Um, so what I would really like to start with is go back to the beginning when you started on that journey. Um, your story from, you know, pharmacist to changing the world with more letters than the alphabet can carry after your name. <laughs> it's just phenomenal. Um, so that's my first question is, why are you doing all of these things? What is your reason? What is your why for being so hungry for success and impact and helping women create the life they've dreamed of? Yeah, well, again, thanks for the opportunity to be part of your podcast. It's a little surreal being on the other side of the microphone, but I appreciate <laughs> the opportunity. Certainly. Um, 
Yeah, so once upon a time, I graduated from pharmacy school. I won't say how many years ago that was now. Yesterday. But, uh, yeah, much much like you, Adam, and I, I, my understanding is you work in community practice pharmacy. That's where I started in small town, Indiana. Uh, I had the opportunity to be pharmacist in charge of a brand new pharmacy that was going into a Kroger store. So shout out to Kroger. Uh, they gave me that opportunity right out of pharmacy school, which was really phenomenal. And uh, working in a small town pharmacy in a small town community, it really showed me uh, um, that I could have an immediate impact on patient care. And that really excited me. However, life happened and I transitioned actually into the pharmaceutical industry and moved to Philadelphia for a lot of reasons and started working in industry and saw yet again how the pharmaceutical industry as well can have an impact on patients. And now I know that the industry does not have the best reputation in these times. However, I also had the opportunity to see how many people are working very, very hard inside pharmaceutical companies to make a positive impact on patients. So after that stint in a few different pharmaceutical companies, I actually transitioned into academia and worked for 10 years in a college of pharmacy and taught kind of all the redheaded stepchild topics. So everything from entrepreneurship and healthcare and life sciences to some of the business operational aspects of pharmacy and pharmaceutical care, uh, entrepreneurship from a social enterprise perspective, which I think healthcare needs more of, and um, also got students excited about writing and publishing because that's a passion that I have. So we started an open access healthcare journal for students to actually publish and contribute to healthcare as a kind of broader topic. And um, I just, I loved it, transitioned actually recently, three years ago now, I say recently, uh, to an accounting firm where I was actually, that was my uh, clinical site as a academician and work in health outcomes now with uh, payers, predominantly government payers. So I still write, I still publish, I still precept students, I still teach, I still uh, do a lot of the pieces that I've done kind of all along in my career. I started my blog about 10 years ago. And when I first started, I decided that I didn't want to write about pharmacy. And then I had all these followers that were in pharmacy, so I felt like I should serve them. So when you ask me about the question of mission, my mission and commitment is really to elevate healthcare, to make it about health and care, um, which so many people inside healthcare are aware right now is not um, really what it's called <laughs> or yes. what it should be called in terms of, uh, you know, looking and focusing on the patient, providing optimal care that's affordable, that uh, will not break banks. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Wow, that's really an amazing story and timeline of your life. Um, and I totally agree with what you said is putting health and care together rather than the sick care that unfortunately a lot of the times we see has shifted um, in today. And that's, that's the whole mission of the Fit Pharmacist as well. So I totally high five you on that um, with that belief is really taking care of ourselves so we can better take care of our patients. 
and lead them to true care and health in the mess that we serve. Absolutely. I just had a Deanne Mullins on Farming Your Career, and it's coming up as a future episode, a two-part conversation around NCPA and her presidency in 2017 and the whole uh, Z-Dog MD movement around healthcare 3.0. And I know we've had Z-Dog on the pharmacy podcast as well, but there's so much out there um, that's crying out for reform and change in healthcare. And it's exciting and kind of a interesting time to be part of healthcare and pharmacy practice. Yes. It's like the pioneering days out West. There's a change going. Um, There's a lot of demand and there's a lot of new ideas that are forming just with technology. Look at, you know, Amazon getting into the space and all of the moves that are going on with telemedicine and telehealth. It's like you said, a very exciting time and I'm looking forward to it and really honored to be a part of that process. So I I think it's a very exciting time for sure. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I just, got back from South by Southwest that you mentioned at the top of the show. And one of the sessions that I attended and I have a strong interest and affinity for right now is the internet of things. And there was an SEO or search engine optimization meetup at South by Southwest where it wasn't a conversation more about how to optimize your, uh, you know, website on Google. It was a conversation about how do you develop content that's robust, and I argue needs to be clinically sound too, for smart speakers and voice activated internet smart devices. So that's a whole new wild, wild west that's going on in healthcare. I actually have a post on over at LinkedIn about comparing Google Home and uh, Amazon Echo and how these two devices not only are integrating and making our lives different, but from a developer's point of view, and as the pharmacist and healthcare professional in me has concerns around, is the quality of the content that those devices are bringing back to people and patients really robust and clinically sound. Yes, that's very important is providing the value, the thing, the buzzwords, I guess you could say, of what patients want to hear, but delivering that with quality content that's research and evidence-based. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, you know, the other thing that uh, during the mentoring sessions where I was part of um, South by Southwest Health, and which is part of the interactive portion of the conference, which they're really trying to build out this year, by the way. So I would encourage all your listeners to get involved in South by. They've been curious. Um, But, you know, the number one question I received as a mentor there was, you know, how do I do this whole career portfolio thing? And back to the conversation we had earlier, I uh, created a podcast at Farming Your Career this week. It launched actually around addressing the the concept of side hustle in that I think pharmacists and healthcare professionals and all of us, quite frankly, need to have or approach our career development not as a linear path or a ladder anymore. It's a lot more complicated than that. So doing a lot of different things simultaneously in your career. Um, I wrote a book called Multipationals around that concept to kind of see the best and brightest in my network, what they're doing in terms of having multiple careers going on simultaneously. 
which I think is a huge opportunity again uh, for pharmacy and pharmacists in particular to kind of branch out and do a lot of different things with their career, not just one thing. Yes, I totally agree. And I actually uh, just wrote an article that was published last week on Pharmacy Times all about as a pharmacist, pharmacy student, how to develop your own personal brand. So literally treating yeah. yourself as the personal brand because by doing that, it's going to create so much opportunity for you, for the relationships you have with your patients and colleagues, and just the impact you can have is going to be elevated to whatever level you decide to take it to. So yes, I, I hear you with that. And that's actually leading right into the next question is all these demands. A lot of times people get overwhelmed, um, particularly pharmacy students because at that time, flashback to you know pharmacy school days, what's our number one priority is the exam that's coming up at three o'clock, right? <laughs> the world's going to mm -hmm. end. We got to do it. We got to do it. And then you tell them, you know, oh, you have to get on social media. You have to create original um, value-based content that, like you said, is clinically sound, networking, all of these things. So in doing that and then looking at all of the success that you've had, Aaron, with being an author, speaker, and all the many hats that you've worn, um, focus is essential and necessary in order to make those things happen. So that leads to my next question for you, is how do you focus trying to do so many different things, especially when everything in the world is screaming for our attention as a priority? Um, and also, we don't have or have the ability to create more time, we only have means to optimize it. So how do you stay focused on a task trying to do so many different things and how do you optimize your time in that process? That's a really interesting question and one that I don't have great answers to uh, myself because I struggle with that a lot, but I am good at, once I've committed to something, to completely carry the ball all the way through and into the end zone, so to speak. So so, um, for example, I just was part of self-publishing school, um, which is an interesting online kind of coursework, go on your own. And even though I published 13 books now, I wanted to get more involved and learn more about the, the era of self-publishing because I think it's here to stay. And the exciting news is it democratizes publishing. So one of the things that they talked about in that course that I'm kind of slapping my wrist about right now is that you cannot work on multiple books at the same time. You should not. So for me right now in launching Single Women Entrepreneurs five years later, I am so tempted to go work on my next book and next project, but I am holding myself back in order to focus solely on this new book launching. So even though I've been in my profession for several years now, and even though I've written, published a lot of different books, I am still learning on how to optimize my own processes. And I think being a lifelong learner is the best way that you can insulate yourself in this attention deficit society that we live in. Focus on one thing or focus on, you know, a handful of things and break it down into salient pieces that are digestible and not overwhelming. So, for example, one thing that I do every year is the 
end of the year, December, I focus on thinking about what I want to accomplish in the following year. I don't go beyond a year. You know, people used to say, well, where do you see yourself five years from now? That is way too much time in this fast paced era to look ahead. I mean, you can have a general strategic direction, but I don't think you can implement out beyond 12 months. And then from there, I develop a one-page, you know, list of goals that I want to accomplish for the year, and then I break it down into quarters, and then I break it down into months. So, make it into smaller bits that are easily digestible, and don't get overwhelmed, you know, constantly looking at the big overwhelming picture. And I think it's really interesting that you made this this comment about attention as well. You know, like Gary Vaynerchuk recently kind of changed his firm model from being a social media model to being a an attention model business, which I find fascinating. Yeah. So I think in this era of shiny glitter, sparkle, you know, squirrel, that we all just need to do ourselves. You do you. And then, you know, you can dip in and dip out of social media, but never let it be a vacuum cleaner of your time. You do you, boo. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Gary is great. I actually just finished his newest book, Crushing It, which had a ton of amazing ideas um, with how to approach each social media platform to leverage your individual personal brand with also examples of people who put that into practice from his last book, Crush It, um, which was really uh, an eye-opener. I, I used a lot of highlighter in that book um, from my plane rides to the last couple conferences I went to, but he has some great ideas, and I agree with you uh, with how he's made that shift. Um, and that actually, and you're just on a roll here. You're just leading from one question to the other <laughs> um, because that was <laughs> – you know, when people are looking to get started, they finally make that commitment to, you know, I'm going to do more than just clock in. I want to actually, you know, go above and beyond and make impact in whatever arena, you know, resonates most with that person. A lot of times when they start, it's, it's a new skill, it's a new area, and they can feel like they're getting overwhelmed or caught up in the details. Like, oh, I have to post, you know, twice a day, or I have to, you know, email this person by this time or whatever sort of checklist they create either mentally or physically that, you know, grows throughout the day um, and it leads to overwhelm. Um, so I think you addressed the solution to that is just keeping it simple and focusing on one thing at a time, um, breaking it down the big picture into manageable chunks that can be attacked rather than be attacked by them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science. It's not something revolutionary. I mean, a lot of gurus are talking about, you know, just making it into digestible pieces. At the end of the day, we all have interruptions in our lives. It's just a question of priorities and what are you going to try to, you know, tunnel vision on? What do you really want to accomplish? What's your mission? Back to your first question versus what all other priorities are, you know, people hijacking your time, people hijacking your inbox. You kind of just have to let that go. Absolutely. So whenever, so basically your, your solution is staying focused and learning to say no. Yes. I have a dear friend who has always taught me that there is a reason why the letter N and O are next to each other in the alphabet. Literally. So, um, 
now that I'm, you know, comfortably uh, a position within my career, I'm getting better at saying no. And, you know, you have to take a step back. Whenever an opportunity comes your way, you have to ask yourself, is this fitting my mission? Is this something that I'm passionate about? You know, is it something that I'm, you know, resoundingly wanting to do? Or is it something that I'm just checking the box on? And if it's a box checking item, then maybe to say no, and then that will give you the time and the attention that you need to focus on whatever it is that you're, you know, trying to accomplish. I think that's brilliant. Simple, not necessarily easy, but simple, brilliant. If we focus on that and turn that into a daily habit, that will help us to empower ourselves rather than give our power away and spread ourselves too thin that nothing happens and we feel like the world's just spinning around us. Yeah. And, you know, I want to I go back to another interesting point that you brought up around pharmacy school. I personally, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second, but Step I up. personally don't think, think that uh, pharmacy schools are doing enough to educate pharmacists for the 21st century workforce. So things like digital communication, writing and speaking from one to one, you know, with patients to one to many. And so, you know, here at the Pharmacy Podcast, we've actually set up an APPE rotation in digital communication, leadership, and entrepreneurship. So pharmacy students can learn those key skills that I think are going to be key, back to your point about brand awareness individually, but awareness of the profession and the value that we can bring to public health and not just one-on-one -on -one patient situation. So that is an opportunity that we're offering here at the Pharmacy Podcast. We students involved in digital communication, leadership, entrepreneurship, and you and I both know, Adam, that a lot of podcasting is a lot of hustling, right? It's not something that's our day job. It's something that we do on the side because we're passionate about it. Exactly. Because we're passionate about it. You hit the nail on the head. Um, and that, that was actually the next question is how people can make an impact, um, you know, trying to do more things and then they feel like, well, I'm just one person. And just exactly as you said, you know, as pharmacists, we value and that's where our profession really is built on is that one-on-one -on -one interaction to impact someone's life for the better through education and support and uh, collaborating with other healthcare practitioners. But just as you said, that has shifted and continues to shift with how can we reach more people? How can we be more effective? Not necessarily decreasing the quality, because that's something we always have to keep a focus on, but how can we make that shift so that we can reach more people with the same level of genuine care that allows them to make those healthy changes, be it through you know pharmacy or MTM or whatever other service platform we have in our profession. Yeah, I mean, pharmacy is so wide open and it's really the knowledge in our heads is the most valuable portion of what we do. So I always encourage students that are on rotation with me to first think first and foremost who they are so that I have them take all the tests like StrengthsFinder, Myers-Briggs, you know, there's a new one called Take 5. Take all those tests so you get this resume on yourself, your own personality. And then I ask them, okay, the lottery test. Like, what do you do if you won the lottery tomorrow and you didn't have to work anymore? What would that look like? What would you do with your time? And then based on that, they start picking and curating their passions that they can share through their social media channels. So, Adam, you are into fitness. 
That is just part of your brand. That's what you curate and, and share through your social media channels. That doesn't mean necessarily creating all the content. You can also curate the content and share that quality content with your audience. So that's what I have students focus on as well. It's like, what do you want to be known for? And in pharmacy, we cover all therapeutic areas, right? So what's your, you know, exciting or favorite therapeutic area? Is it oncology? Is it medication therapy management? Is it diabetes? What is that? Pick one of those and then pick a passion of yours maybe outside of pharmacy and see if those two things can mash up. You know, I'm very interested in digital privacy right now. So I'm speaking a lot on that and healthcare IT and IT in general, um, you know, with the Facebook issues that are happening right now to uh, your Roomba, for example, those little robots that go around and sweep your houses, they're making maps of your house and your house print. So all those kind of fascinating things are interesting to me. So that's what I'm curating and sharing on social media. And no, I am not building all that content. I'm just sharing the quality content. So that's the challenge that I'd give to all your listeners out there. Who are you? What do you stand for? What's your mission? And then start sharing and curating the content that you care about. And you'll start attracting audience and followers that share that passion. That's brilliant. So I'm going to repeat those again because um, the, they're, they're so important. So one is think, who are you? And by doing that through tests, so you said strengths finder, take five, um, and then asking number two, what is your mission? What is your perceived purpose in the world, not just as a pharmacist or an individual, but what do you want, what legacy do you want to leave behind um, once you're gone? Right. And, you know, there's actually over 30 tests out there. Know I call it the Know Thy Kit that I put together. I didn't write all the tests, but I curated them into one list. You can go over to PayHip and I can share that site in show notes with your audience. You can pick that list up and then just start cranking on the tests. I think it's so important to create a CV of your own, own personality and you have to glue it all over social media, but it's really important to know who you are because that's your job. That's nobody else's job. Yes. And that's extremely important. Um, knowing how you perceive things, how you interact, whether you're, you know, an auditory visual learner, how you are looking at the world, your worldview, what beliefs you hold, because that's going to create emotion and action and how we just live our lives in the world. So I think that's brilliant advice. And absolutely, uh, on PayHip, we will have those in the show notes, um, that collection that uh, Aaron has put together so that you can invest your time that will pay dividends today, tomorrow, and for the rest of your life because you can't be someone if you don't know who you are and allow that knowledge to enable you and empower you to tap into what it is you're really passionate about and apply that using what you know about yourself paired with the content to reach more people in the most effective and genuine way to leave your legacy and make that impact. So I think that's awesome advice and I will definitely have that in the show notes. I will be taking it as well because I, like Aaron said, and I'm a firm believer in this as well, lifelong learning. Um, one of my keystone habits is reading, ten, committing to read 10 pages a day, every single day. Um, it's an ongoing thing um, and just, you know, topics that you enjoy. It's just one of, one of many things that you can implement 
to create that lifelong, life learning hunger um, that is exciting because you get to learn something new every day, potentially apply that and be better than you were yesterday. That's pretty exciting, right? Amen. <laughs> That's all I got to say after that. Amen. <laughs> well, Aaron, you have so much amazing content all over social media, the products, the courses you've created, the books you've written. Um, please share with us how people can best reach you, um, where the best places are to get your content, to interact with you, um, to learn from your experience and guidance as a mentor. Sure. So the best way to get me is you can follow me over at Twitter at Aaron L. Albert. I usually tweet out, you know, what's going on in my hood. Um, I also have an anchor channel, which is kind of like a MIDI uh, podcasting network now that's on the Pharmacy Podcast Network, so you can follow me at Anchor, and I usually post the anchors over at Twitter. I have a website, AaronAlbert.com. It has all the podcast episodes that I've been responsible for, the courses that I have online now, my PayHip site where you can download things instantly, uh, digital PDFs. And so those are the best places to get me. Of course, I'm on, you know, the other social media channels. But I would say of, of all of those channels, my favorite is probably LinkedIn. And I'm over at LinkedIn as well. So feel free to connect over there. Beautiful. Thank you so much for all this amazing information. Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with, um, a challenge, a question, or a thought um, going forward with uh, the, the months ahead, spring, summer, and just how to get the most out of 2018. Yeah, you know, I think the whole Know Thyself kit is really important. Spring, it's allegedly spring, although here in the Midwest, that wouldn't be uh, top of mind right now since no. we're going to get another snowstorm this weekend. Uh -huh. But... I think spring cleaning on yourself is really important. Spring clean on your digital media. Spring clean on who you are. Go back and look at all your previous test results. Put them in one place so when you're looking and considering new opportunities, you can pull out that list and objectively look at it and consider whether or not that opportunity really fits who you are. And again, at the end of the day, it's your job to know you better than anyone else. I high five that fully support it. And I will actually be taking part of that challenge myself. Um, looking at those links. Like I said, I'm always looking to learn. Um, and why not learn from the best of the best in the field right now? Dr. Aaron Albert. Aaron, thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom and the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you being on and sharing with the Fit Pharmacist podcast. Thanks so much, Adam. My pleasure. Have a great one. You too, Aaron. We'll talk next time.